Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for uh, May 22nd, 2015. I'm your happy host, Victor Frost, and today on the show, we've got a couple of topics and the opportunity for some sage advice. On the show tonight, we have Nelson. Hey, Nelson. Hello. <laughs> how's uh, how's weather treating you over there in New York? Has spring sprung? Uh, it sprang, and then it got super hot, and we passed into summer, and uh, now I think it's fall again. It's a little <laughs> chilly. I think it's raining now. It feels like fall over here right now. We've got, like, overcast. It's like there's not a, not a patch of blue in the sky right now, and it's actually on the cooler side. I will not dare to say it is cold. But it is is on the cooler side. Speaking of living on the cooler side, hey, Omar. No, we only have like rain or no rain down here. We we don't have cool here. Oh, Omar, I was complimenting you. I was saying you are a cool individual. Oh, that of course I am. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, there's some, some awkward silence here to prove just how cool I am. Yes, yes. Um, so for the moment, we are chirbless. Uh, we are, we're missing out on our, uh, Southern Hemisphere representation. Um, so, uh, we're going to move along and hopefully at some point during the show, he'll, uh, he'll join us. But for the meantime, let's start off with our first topic. So it is, uh, of no surprise to anyone here on this panel and probably to most of you kind, wonderful listeners that, uh, machines are slowly taking over a lot of jobs here in the world, such as the nature of automation and efficiency and all that things, um, And we generally think that creative tasks are beyond the reach of machines and such humans will always have a a safe haven to run uh, in terms of employment and work. But no, dear listener, not so. Uh, For today, the first topic is about how uh, an AI, basically, uh, beat a NPR news reporter in writing a news story. Uh, it was faster and uh, very, very comprehensive. So, um, Nelson, being a creator of computer things, um, does this at all surprise you? Nope. Um, first thing, well, so let me let me talk about my biases first. Um, I don't believe in free will. I uh, don't believe. In that qualia um, are a special, ineffable thing about the human mind. I think they're just a byproduct of uh, the fact that our brain basically runs simulations of our surrounding environment and uh, other brains and our own brains so we can, uh, you know, figure shit out. Um, So I don't think that there's anything special about humans necessarily, Uh, So I am not surprised at all by this. And as someone who, like, understands the power of generative algorithms, uh, generative algorithms are, like, fucking magic. (laughs) Like, they're so in their infancy right now. But ten years ago, we didn't have uh, computers that could do real-time audio-to-audio translations. We didn't have computers that could recognize uh, complex objects in 3D spaces. Um, we didn't have 
uh, a lot of like hard problems in computer science that people are like, oh, only humans can do this. Well, that's wrong. Like, you know, only humans can drive cars. Well, you know, last week we had our first uh, completely automatic truck on the road mm-hmm. in Nevada. Freightliner. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. <clears throat> uh, Omar, what did you think about? I mean, you did you read the two uh, the two pieces on the bottom of the article? And of course, the link to the yeah. article will be included in the description of the uh, the podcast and eventually the the YouTube video. But um, reading, did you read the two uh, the two stories written at the bottom there? Yes, and. Having read like a lot of articles written by people from Asia for because it's cheaper to hire someone to write those, I I can tell you that the first one, the the one I think the one generated by a computer, the first one, it really reads like one of those. Like it's not, it doesn't use a natural English. Maybe mm-hmm. it it's, it just reads a little a little weird, but it's it's decent. I mean, you can actually understand what. The, the whole point of the article mm-hmm. so it's getting there it's not there yet but it's getting there and and what is it Ooh. about the the second story that would make you believe that it was written by a human I don't know there, it just flows differently it, it, it has an actual flaw so here's the thing uh, later on in that article they talk about how uh, the the first article is uh, written by the computer, um, but Spoiler. you can, <laughs> yeah, you can program uh, different tones for the computer to write your article in, mm-hmm. and that article uh, that is dry and very informative, but not no nice turns of phrase, is written in the style of an AP press release. And yep, and yep, it is one hundred percent that. Um, oh man. I hated writing AP formatted articles in uh, in my journalism class. It just dri- drove me nuts. One interesting thing that I, I found today was a song, uh, an infinite song generator, <laughs> where you basically it, you put in you upload a song, and it does some analysis on the song, and then it finds points in the song that are uh, equivalent. And so you play a song, like, for example, um, uh, Daft Punk's Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, and it'll start playing the song, and it'll jump between points in the song and never finish the song. Yeah, but Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger is like baby mode. (laughs) Yeah, it is baby mode. But you can also do it You can put it on repeat, and, and it sounds... I listened to like Gun Style for like an hour. You know, but at the same time, <laughs> well, again, the, that's that's the same thing. You put it on repeat, thing. and it's the same thing. You no, know, here's the thing: it's not repeat. It's jumping through different points in the song because it knows that oh, like, no, no, no. certain things are equivalent. I get you, but you pick the two most <laughs> repetitive songs ever written, man. Yeah, like, I did, but for it example, also works. Well, it doesn't work for a lot of things. Like, for example, there are songs that have, you know, they keep a reliable beat, but they have subtle key changes. Like, for example, I put in, uh, because my mom is a big fan of ABBA, I was 
demonstrating it for her. And we put in um, uh, thank you for the music. Mm-hmm. And there were points where it jumped around and you can clearly tell that it went from one part of a song to another. Even though the lyrics were the same and it stayed on beat, there were definitely points where you're like, yeah, yeah, I see what you did. Not bad for like a weekend. Well, could, I mean, no, that, and that's the <laughs> remarkable thing. Like, yeah. Pick something like 46 and 2 by Tool. It has like three or four beat changes. It's written in like 32 sixteenths or something like that. I know, obscure time it, signatures. It, the bass goes... Yeah, the, the bass goes at a, at, at a different beat than the, the, the drums. Pick hmm. something like that and make that work, then I'll be impressed. Yeah. But um, yeah. for... A, and, and this says something about the top 40 these days. You put in something like... um. Like Cheerleader by Omi, not not the original one, but the Felix uh, what's his face's remix of it, the one that's always actually played on the radio, and it's just like just over <laughs> and weird. over. It's infinite. Mm-hmm. So it's what was that video that um, that CGP Gray put out a while um, back? Um, humans need not apply. Humans need not apply. I have been showing to basically everyone and scaring the <laughs> shit out of them. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, one of the really cool things. Why? Why is it scary? Well, because ha. there are. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and uh, the big thing that is, is scary for people is that you know the obvious thing is oh you know they're gonna turker gerbs, but there is a more um, ethereal fear, and that mm-hmm. you know there was this um, Planet Money that came out maybe uh, a few days ago. Uh, yeah, actually, a couple days ago on the twentieth, um, it was the episode called "The Last Job," and they went into this um, this fictional story about an age, maybe like fifty or sixty or a hundred years in the future, where there is only one job, and that job is maintaining the functionality of the machines that are making life easy. And one of the bits of dialogue in that story is that two characters are talking, and one of them says. What happened to cats? What 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 do cats do in the wild? Well, they chase mice. What do you know? What happened when we domesticated cats? They didn't need to chase mice anymore, but they still wanted to chase mice. So we invented things like mylar on a stick to you know lead them around on, and laser pointers and things they could bat around, things to simulate the activity that is like the driving of their instinct. And they made the point that humans evolved over such a long period of time to be good at doing work, be it hunting and gathering, be it agriculture, be it construction, things. We are driven to do things. And that's why there are people who, you know, even if you say here, here, stay a month in the Bahamas, they just, they get itchy and they want to do things like nelson you had such an experience today yeah you're let me let me clarify uh what you're saying because i i hope you're not saying that humans have a biological need to work dead-end jobs oh no i'm not saying we have a need to (laughs) work dead-end job we have a need Um, to feel productive yeah and and a lot of people, I mean, the, the vast majority of the history of Western civilization, uh, that has equated to working. 
And, I mean, look at American social policy. Just just look at it for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. There is the built-in assumption that working is good, and if you don't work, you are worthless. That is a that is a hard-coded assumption, as we say in, in programming. And, and it's not even just, like, work in general. It's a specific kind of work. Working mm-hmm. for a company at a job where you get paid an hourly rate. Being an artist, which is technically a kind of work, you are, you know, you are creating things. You are you (laughs) kind of work. (laughs) No, but seriously, being an artist is a kind of work. You are producing things, Mm -hmm. but being an artist is considered not work. When in fact, you know, you have things like professional photographers who do freelance photography and sell their photography. You have things like painters who admittedly don't get, you know, very many commissions these days. But there are lots of different career paths where artists are is a type of work. Yeah, here's the thing. I I do want to make a question. I do. I do want to ask a question. You're assuming that once the robots get all the the jobs, <laughs> people are not going to be allowed to do whatever the, whatever they want to do. Oh no so no no! That's not, that's not the assumption I'm making. That's not the assumption stuff. I'm making. I'm just I'm just saying what what the Planet so why, Money folks suppose. Well, the so problem is again, we have. I don't I don't get fear. I mean, the fear. Well, there's two, there's two fears, right? There's the practical fear, which is they're going to take my job um, or they're going to take everyone's job. And the problem is we don't have anything set up to handle that situation. Um, and there's, you know, there's ideas like a, a minimum income or full-scale communism. Um, there are ideas to deal with it, but it's like ideas to deal with global warming, right? We're past the point of no return, we're fucked. Right. We're going to have some measure of, you know, bad shit until we figure out how to live in a society with, uh, if not, you know, post-scarcity, at least uh, not as much scarcity as we have now. Um, and there's the second fear, which is the, you know, what is a man fear, um, <laughs> which is what happens when we get, you know, Computers that mimic people and, uh, you know, things like that. If you like cut me, you are not leak. <laughs> yeah, computers kind of threatening the the human special abilities, right? So, like, you know, <laughs> computers that make art or computers that make music or computers that uh, make philosophical treaties. I can't fucking say that word. Treatises? Yeah, whatever... You know, um, humans think we're special. We've always, for a very long time, the vast majority of humans have thought themselves special. And uh, well, we are. You can't deny that. I deny that. We we're all we're no, all we're, we are special because we're we're the only ones that are doing this kind of stuff right now in this world. That makes us special. That doesn't make us unique. That makes us special. It doesn't mean that there's not. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. We are special. Yeah, but in we're our we're, understanding of the world and I, I understanding of, of what we know. We're not we're not special in a in a kind of tele, tele, teleological sense. 
Like humans are no. humans are not separate this world. Yes, we're the same thing, but we're special ones. We're different. We're special now, but we're not special. So there in Spanish, you know, there's like ser and estar. Mm -hmm. We're we're special in currently, like but we're not a special thing that will always be special, right? Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I mean, right now, I'm just saying we're special. You can't say the human race is not special. Yeah, but we're we not, we're not we special are. in an abstract sense. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, okay. there is... In, like, a theological kind of way. Exactly. Like, there is nothing, uh, you know, hypothetically, there is nothing that the human brain can do that uh, a sufficiently you know, complex, non-human thinking machine can not do. No, that, that's that's for sure. Yeah, but a lot of people don't don't think like but that. They we, think we that people are special. Yet. And they're kind of afraid when, you know, neuroscientists and, uh, and AI <laughs> kind of people are like, well, we've made a computer that can uh, uh, tell you uh, how you're feeling better than you know how you're feeling yourself. <laughs> also the subject of another Planet Money podcast. Yeah, an interesting kind of tangential point is uh, in game design, AI creation is a really interesting topic because the goal is not to make, you know, true AI. The goal is to make AI that humans think are realistic because the, the you know, humans have a lot of uh, are really generous with our pattern matching. Like, I can draw two dots and a line, and you think it's a face. Or, like, it says, you 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 know, if I make that face uh, animate and talk to you, in your brain you think, oh, this is a, this is a thing that has agency, right? Um, we're really generous with our pattern matching and our, like, intentional projection. Um, and so... For a certain degree... To a certain degree, of course. Um, and sometimes you hit the uncanny valley and, you know, there's all those things. Yeah, that's um, when it, everything gets fucked up. Yep. But in, in a lot of ideas about AI design in video games, the goal is, hey, make, it, make an AI that in these situations seems real, right? Like, uh, uh, what's the word when you... You... Uh, <laughs> phrase for when you're reading something and you suspend your disbelief. There you go. Yeah. So, like, uh, the news writing robot doesn't need to write per perfect news. It just needs to write news that could plausibly be written by a human. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you give someone two bits of news and just say, hey, here are two bits of news, we'll just assume that they're both written by humans, unless it's painfully obvious that one is not. Right. If the question isn't raised, yeah, which one to, is to written the by a, if the question isn't raised, which one is written by a human? You're looking at these two examples. You won't, you know, the thought won't come up. Oh, this one was written by a machine, and this one was written by a human. So, yeah, it's actually so a kind of um, almost a precursor to this kind of crazy news writing is something that I'm sort of thinking about at work, which is using machine learning to make human writers better. Hmm. 
right? So say you have a, uh, you're writing an article, and as you're writing the article, it kind of suggests things to you. Ooh. Like, oh, you're writing this article about, uh, you know, Forza Motorsports. And, uh, hey, you should link to this other article that's really popular from, you know, our same magazine about Forza. Or, like, oh, hey, you misspelled this person, this driver's name. Or, you know, having that kind of... It doesn't, it doesn't know... It doesn't have general intelligence, but it knows when you're writing stuff to, you know the kinds of things that it should suggest to you. Um, and that takes a lot of machine learning, but it helps human writers do better and write faster, which is very important. Or like, hey, these, are these the, uh, the three you know, main topics of the thing you're writing? And it can create structured data from like an article. It's so cool. The, problem, the only problem I see with that is writers are going to get lazy. I don't think so. Well, it happened. It already happened with the internet. That's wrong. So, I have a I have a pet peeve when when people talk about the internet. Um, and my pet peeve is the oh, kids aren't reading these days. <laughs> um, and I read it recently. Oh, no, they're reading. They're reading a lot. They're reading so much. It's just well, that they, they're they read not all reading the articles, and it's just that they're not reading what what people used to read. You know, they're not reading, yeah, they're you know, not lots reading... of books or Time Life magazine or whatever. They're reading, you know, articles online and Instagrams and Reddits and Reddits. Article. Yes, mm-hmm. same thing. But but the problem is then there's no due process like learning. Right. I mean the, the the same problem is with you don't get references in in students' works. You don't get this I mean uh, my friends are teachers all have the same complaint, right? Like, what's your reference for, for this whatever project you presented? Like, I don't know, Wikipedia article? And they don't even go to the to the actual references in the article. They just reference the, the Wikipedia article. You know that's what? That's lazy. Not really. But that's but here's the thing. That's a failure on the, on the student's part to vet a source. Yeah. Not... not on not on amount of laziness in what it is is that instead of having the path go all the way through they're truncating it at this more at this uh you know presently accessible thing they're not following the entire path that's not a laziness that's probably more attributable to an ignorance onto what the actual process should be yeah and here's the thing before wikipedia existed people were totally cribbing from encyclopedias for real like the the, well, lazy... the problem here is, it's happening in journalism as well. I mean, it's you you have all these news articles though. about proper. Remember the main. Really? Well, may, Remember the main. It's now more accessible. Huh? It's more accessible, so a lot of a lot more people you know notice it, right? No, about um, it. yeah, that's that's probably it. Sure. So- so before we go, uh, before we go an incredibly long amount on one topic, um, I'm going to curtail this and I'm going to say, listeners, please check out the link in the show notes. I'm going to link to uh, the article that we that kicked off this discussion, as well as the link to the Planet Money um, the show that I that I referenced a little bit earlier. I'm going to say, take in both of those things and and think about. 
what we've talked about. And uh, instead of doing a segue, I'm going to say hello, Cherba. Hi. <laughs> um, we are about. We're yeah. going to start the next topic now. So, um, yeah. And the cool thing is, is that this ties really well into our previous topic, and I didn't even think about it. Um, uh, McDonald's uh, is the fir- is going to be opening up a fully robot-staffed location in July in Phoenix, Arizona. It- it's going to be completely run by robots with just some human handlers to make sure everything is uh, everything is greased. And uh, is properly going. Yeah, there should be a little asterisk in that title. Yeah, but you know, it's more catchy to say it's run entirely by robots. <laughs> um, so it, this is good. Yeah, aren't aren't there like Japanese restaurants that already do this? Yeah, yep. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I read somewhere that this is already a thing in Japan. Right, but not not McDonald's, and Japan is a very different place than America. America is like, oh, no, well, McDonald's. McDonald's is the perfect place to start with this. Of course, I mean the the food is just assembly line stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can you can yeah. take the the fries, the the, the buns, and the, and the burger, and, and change it with car parts, and it's going to be exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you interchange it with car parts, it'd be a really gross burger. It'd probably be healthier. It'd be you, an though. awesome burger. <laughs> I don't think I've ever she, seen think... fried spark plugs in a basket before. <laughs> mm. I think they've missed an opportunity here. They should have opened it somewhere like Silicon Valley instead, because then all of the fucking hoity-toity tech libertarians would fucking go down there just to eat McDonald's, mm-hmm. like fucking six times a week, just because it's staffed by robots. And they could say, "Oh, I went to the restaurant with robots." You fucking Luddites. Nah, the people working in... You say that, but Luddite is the exact (laughs) opposite of the people who would do that. (laughs) But no, I don't think think Silicon Valley people would do that. They'd go maybe once, but then they'd go back to eating their, you know, locally grown, you know, pesticide and herbicide free butter lettuce burgers. You know, they wouldn't... You say that, Victor. Actually, the you say that. The I was calling people Luddites was still imitating the Silicon Valley tech bro. So oh, there's, okay. There's a really good uh, <laughs> local uh, burger place in, in San Francisco that, that does have some butter lettuce burgers. It's real good. <laughs> it is like... It's real good. Um, it's, it's so... Sounds so dumb. I'm, I'm very interested to see, because McDonald's, not a small company, and the fact that they're, with the full knowledge of the worries in the economy of jobs being taken away from by one, by one thing or another, whether it's, you know, the the foreign immigrants are going to take our jobs or oh no robots are going to take our jobs you know i think it's really cool that they're starting it in in what is this basically the uh the southwest you know right around so texas you're Florida. giving them way too much credit for this victor <laughs> this is this is like like the google self-driving car this is just to prove a concept 
I, this is just a sideshow thing. It's not going to be like what they're plan to, what they're planning to do. Oh, oh, oh no! Because I'm look because a uh, a spokesperson for McDonald's um, says that uh, because of the demand for a fifteen dollar per hour wage, which is lending legitimacy to what all the conservatives have been saying. The company has been playing with the idea of restaurants run entirely by robots for years and believes that McRobots are the answer. And the manager of the location, the manager of that that particular location says that these things are great. They get their work done fast in an orderly manner and they don't ask for cigarette breaks. That's true. Or bathroom breaks. <laughs> See, here's a thought. Ooh. Oh, shit. If we get these robots from Japan, will all of the conservatives start complaining about how the robot immigrants are taking their jobs? Yep. <laughs> uh, next thing they're going to want, you know, ID papers for the uh, the CNC, the, uh, the, the robot arm things in factories. You know, th- this is going to get... Really bad before it gets better, right? This is the only problem with the, this whole automation thing. What is? It's going to get bad before it gets well, the better. The fact that, yeah, it's going to get really bad before it gets better. Yep. Well, here's the question: What is better? Some form. Better is going to be when. Well, it's it's going to be the communist thing that Nelson said before, right? It's gonna it's gonna go to to the point where jobs will have no value at all because there's machines doing them. So food and money will have no value to it because, I mean, if every every robot's producing everything, you just have to basically wish it and have it for for zero cost. There's gonna be no human cost in mining stuff or resources. If the robots get so so good. They'll probably even be able to recycle whatever the fuck they want. So there's not going to be a price assigned to everything, so everyone will be just the same. Yeah, so it either becomes... it Either either we have two paths, right? Uh, in one path, we get uh, you know universal basic income and health insurance and a more kind of democratic socialist society and eventually get to the culture, right? Right. Uh, the other path is... We get totally fucked, totally blindsided by the robots, and then we get totally blindsided by global warming, and then it becomes Mad Max. <laughs> I'm okay with either of these. Really. I think. Okay, oh, no. I think the it, third. It's part. gonna be. It's gonna be the first one with machine overlord. Machine overlords at the end. It's it's a mixture of the two. I think I would contend that the culture had machine overlords. I would. They were. Uh, here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm saying. Like benevolent machine overlords. In other words, uh, machine overlords that are looking out for our best interest because that's how we made them. Um, but along with this society where everything is readily accessible, like, yes, you want a burger, you walk up to that, that vending machine and you will get a fresh hot burger. You're also going to get a revival of the artisanal practices. Saying oh, that, yeah. Yeah. 
you're gonna get the whole you're gonna get to think ah yes i can go get a burger from that i can get the best like veal parmesan from that vending machine right now but I'm gonna go to this place. I'm gonna go to this restaurant a few miles from here, where they work with small farms to get you know fresh veal from homegrown cows, and it'll be you know made the old-fashioned way. What? And you know what? That's that's what. But people in San Francisco do. This goes, this goes along with what I first told you. You were assuming it's not gonna. It's not like it's gonna be prohibited. But there's not going to be any monetary worth to them. People are going to do it because they want to do them. Right. Those veal farmers will farm their whatever because they want to, not because they need money, but because they want to do it. So there's not going to be any any need for money. They're just going to be there for people who want it. So it's in the end, it's, it's the same. I think I think the day that there's no need for money, the Methuselah that is New Gingrich is going to keel over the heart attack. Mm-hmm. I think we've missed the third path. The third path is basically a wall Yeah. 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 I mean, the third path is sort of the first path, but we've fucked up with global yeah. warming. <laughs> yes. it's, the pa- it's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fifth path is, of course, the uh, techno-futuristic feudal state a la Warhammer 40k. Alternatively, uh, transhumanism yes. and food is an illusion. Also known as the libertarian paradise. <laughs> All hail the god emperor. <laughs> uh, we, so talking get... about... Oh, go uh, ahead. Talking about uh, artisanal uh, butter lettuce, um, a quick Google search uh, of artisanal <laughs> butter lettuce San Francisco burger yields... Uh, Oh, sorry. It was locally sourced San Francisco burger lettuce, butter lettuce, um, yields 135,000 results, the first of which is from a, uh, a chain restaurant called Rome, and their mission statement reads thusly, From pasture to plate, Rome Artisanal Burgers offers delicious burgers, sides, shakes, and sodas crafted from fine quality ingredients that have been carefully sourced from a, by a select group of purveyors. And, the uh, use of the use word the purveyors? Five by five, uh, you will get uh, 10% off your first month. The use of the word purveyors says a lot about the place. The purveyors are actually robots. <laughs> Actually, oh, it's mostly made by robots, but then you just get to see the people made doing like the finishing touches on it by hand. Putting a little oh, shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Parsley. This burger place. This burger place sounds real good. <laughs> oh, man. You'll need to get yourself some burger urge. None of this artisanal bullshit. They're no, just like fucking. No, no. You want a burger? We'll get you a fucking burger. <laughs> if you if you ever come to San Francisco, we will have a. I will give you a glass of milk that will make you see God. <laughs> Isn't that what? How? <laughs> <laughs> the one that's been gargled by pretty young white supremacist ladies. Strauss, I don't. Strauss I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to. You know. Get up to any mysterious spouts in like the back of a church, do I? Or 
No, you'll just, like... The, the best thing about it is you can get it anywhere. Like, you can go to Safeway, I think. I don't know. But you can get it, like, at, you know, Trader Joe's or something. Uh-huh. So it's milk with mescaline in it. It's so good. <laughs> it, you know what? It probably does have a little bit of mescaline. It is the Bay Area. That shit will make you see good. Then you <laughs> fucking throw up and yell at a cactus. But <laughs> You get your blue bottle, your locally sourced blue bottle coffee, uh-huh. and you put some Strauss Family Creamery milk in it. Uh-huh. And uh, Oh, you need to find a good sugar man. Ah. I don't know where, where you should get uh, uh, locally sourced artisanal sugar. Nelson. I'm from Queensland. We just call that sugar. All of it's artisanal and locally sourced. Stop, please. Yeah, for real. Please Can we not? And who I puts sugar on the I'm coffee? Like, I'm feeling Honestly. I should be well, carrying well, 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 around well, well, an well, well, NPR tote bag or something. With all this. A, little, a little bit of sugar in the coffee is good. It depends on what kind of coffee, though. Espresso, no. Come on. Uh, if you get like a regular... Like a cappuccino or something? A so, bit next topic. Oh, God. All right. So, um, we've got the... Uh, we're, we're coming up. It's uh, towards the end of May. A lot of high school students are, are finishing up their, their uh, spring semester, their school year. Um, some Without colleges... three days post... Yeah, oh, fucking... Some some colleges are still doing their finals. Um, let us and I know we've got some teenage listeners uh, and viewers of the show because Google Analytics tells me so. So um, why don't we give uh, why don't we give some advice just to finish off the show because we got maybe like a like five or six minutes left of the show. Um, let's uh, why don't we give some uh, some quick advice to people who are getting ready for finals. So, fucking study. Uh, Why you listen to us? Okay. You know what? Study a little bit. If you if you didn't study already, like the whole year, just fuck it. Yeah. If you didn't study already, then drop out. Um, but study a little bit, but then go to sleep. Because if you study and then you don't go to sleep, your brain won't work. Yep. Your brain no broke. It's- your brain's broke. Yeah. Yep. I thought that um, was just a natural product no, of the American my, education my... system. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you want to do good in school, just study every single day a little bit. Yep. So you don't have to cram everything at the last minute. Just read. It doesn't work day. like that. And um, don't load up on like a crap ton of caffeine. It, it doesn't really help you, makes things mm-hmm. worse. If you're tired, that's your brain's oh, so way delicious. of saying no more. Yeah, I've heard there's a, a kind of system that you study at certain times that are supposedly, uh, you know, helps you retain ideas better, but I, I think it might actually just be bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit to me. And yeah, if you start to take like up to this point, naps. go out with a bang. Power naps. Omar said power naps. That is a good idea. Actually, I wish I could take idea. power naps. I, it takes me a long time to fall asleep, but I really envy people that can take power naps. Because it sounds well, really there's, fun. There's like techniques for falling falling asleep in like a minute flat. I've never you just fallen have to train. asleep in less than an hour. I don't know. Every but time I've ever taken a it. nap in my life, I've woken up with a headache. Huh. 
Yeah. That's it's messed up. <laughs> I know. I know people that are like that. Gesundheit I, I, for example, if I'm if I'm if I'm awake after like if I get out of bed after 8 a.m., I have a headache as well. Yeah. I have to be out of bed like at seven. Really? I yep. am not an early riser. I'm a night owl. I feel like groggy and, and moody and have a headache after like like eight a.m. tops. Huh. If I stay in bed like for more, it'll be just a shit day. When do you go to sleep? Even if I went to bed at like six a.m. Hmm. That's. I weird. usually go to bed at like midnight, one a.m. Get up at like five thirty in the morning. Hmm. Um, let's see. Any, any, any other good tips for students? Uh, don't enjoy. Don't waste time on things that you don't need to waste time on. If yeah. you are okay with a B in a class, do enough work to get the B. Don't be an overachiever because no one cares. Nope. Because people will think you're a tool. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Unless, Future unless employers, you enjoy it. You oh, yeah, if you enjoy it, oh, then yeah. feel free. But, but don't chances feel like you are, have to. Yeah. chances are, if you enjoy it, you don't need these tips. Yeah. Also, permanent records don't exist. No. Uh, at all. They're, they're. I don't even think they exist when you're in school. I've never seen one. They're no. like the state of Delaware. No post college employer, or even post high school employer, cares about your transcript. They want to know graduate, didn't graduate. No, no employer, even in high school, cares about your transcript. No. Like, oh, you're in high school. Okay. Oh, but I get, I get. Gesundheit. I get uh, a four point oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. No one uh, gives a fuck about that. The only reason you want to do that is if you want to get into law school, medical school, or maybe an engineering. But. Mm-mm. Aside from that, I mean, grades are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, some engineering. The whole point... Grades are bullshit, so don't worry about it. If you don't want to go into that... The whole point of of the idea of passing and not passing a class is that if you pass the class, you have shown a degree of proficiency which indicates you understand the topic. Mm Mm-hmm. You know... Also, here's one specifically for Australian listeners. Basically, you'll be getting your OP at some point in the near future. Or you'll have fucking QCS or whatever the shit is in your state that's the equivalent of an OP in Queensland. If you want to get into a university for a high-demand subject like engineering, computing medicine, law, things like that, get a good OP. If you don't get a good OP, fucking forget about it. Take a year off. Spend a year fucking wanking and working at McDonald's or some shit. Because after 12 months with no tertiary education, after you leave high school, your OP score disappears as if it never existed. That's what you've been working the last 12 years towards. Isn't that lovely to know? (laughs) Welcome to the real world. (laughs) If you are if you are um if you're prepping well, for the SATs here, if you're prepping for the SATs just get one of them big ass books and just work through it 
and you'll learn. <laughs> yeah. And it just, just fucked everything smart. up to this that's point. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Be smart. I mean, if you if you fuck everything up to this most point, most people that want to get into those, no, most people that want to get into like law school or med medical school or whatever, dude, you already have it. I mean, they're probably already studying their asses off. They don't slack on on like schoolwork. And Chumps. if you do, honestly, I don't want you as a medic. I don't want you to be my doctor. I don't want to be. I don't want you to be my my lawyer. <laughs> So in that in that sense, the system works. Yep. All right. Also, good there's no shame in taking yeah. up a trade instead. Don't forget, oh, trades yeah. are very respectable positions. You don't have to work fucking four years as a <laughs> shit kicker to yep. learn just the ropes to get started for nothing. And it doesn't matter if uh, it doesn't matter if the robots take over. There will always be a need for a home electrician. Hmm. I mean, until the homes are the robots. Yes. But even yes. then, you'll need a home electrician. Also, well, you can get a robot electrician. There's going to be one. Um, on, a, on a last note, I, I figured out who the my sugar guy is to get uh, my artisanal sugar. Who's, who's your sugar daddy, it's, Nelson? It's actually really obvious. Sugar in the raw. Okay. You know what? the brown, the kind of, the brown sugar packets. Sure. <laughs> they yeah, are those, are buddy, those those are not artisanal. I can get that here in the in the supermarket. I know. You know what? I can one up you. I can get actual sugar cane in the supermarket. Yeah, dude. I can I produce can my own fucking sugar if I want to. I can't. I, I can't know. produce my own sugar. I in, don't know about you, but I'm. But I know that I can, and I'm pretty sure Omar can too. Go to a local market and just buy fucking sugar cane and just sit there and chew it. Oh, I can buy sugar cane. Yes, that's delicious. Then you can do your own sugar. Eh, that's a lot of work. I just want to hire a robot to make my sugar for me. <laughs> you can Actually, make a robot. Sugar cane juice is the best. You can make a robot for it. <laughs> so, can. um... Before we uh, before we close the show off, uh, just a quick plug here. Um, friends of the show, Rim and Emily, and I think I think Conrad's on that team too. Yeah, they, uh, Conrad's on it as well. Yeah, Conrad's on it as well. Um, their game company, Date Naito, which uh, specializes in uh, beautifully illustrated visual novels that can run in a web browser, has just released uh, to yesterday. Yesterday, um, <clears throat> their game, Starfighter Eclipse. Uh, it's based on Hamlet Machine's popular webcomic, Starfighter Eclipse, and it puts you in control of a sci-fi action adventure. Um, they're not paying us. This is just because they're friends and uh, they made a great game. So uh, join Abel, Kane, and some sexy new faces on an all-new Starfighter story. It's for adults only, and uh, you can get it at datenaito.com. Link in the show notes. Yes. Only the finest in white. So is it Kickstarter right now? or is It, it was Kickstarted, and now it is out. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Pretty bitchin'. And a Kickstarter that actually worked. How amazing. <laughs> um, 
And and one more thing that I want to plug uh, personally, it's a uh, a video of a bunch of knives uh, being actuated with like solenoids and stepper motors, um, in what appears to be a museum exhibition. Playing the song "Staying Alive." It's rather surreal to watch, and you should check it out. It'll be about a couple of minutes of your time to see the whole thing. It's pretty neat. Lega. Stay oh, Atomic Tree War. Yes. Google this. Cherba. I don't know the address. ATW9K. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> What Chirpa said. Yeah. Yes. The second time, <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nelson, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I have just learned breaking news. <laughs> as of <laughs> October 21st, 2011, uh-huh. um, a, <laughs> uh, a place called Umami Burger, which is... Uh, oh, that place LA, is so good. Yeah, they in 2011 they opened up a uh, a store in uh, San Francisco or a restaurant in San Francisco. Umami burgers. So if you're so, so good. Yeah, I've heard really good things about them. You go to Umami Burger, you gotta get their fries with the truffle sauce. Ooh, shit that is, sounds good. Shit is savory as hell. Ah, so good. So that's my plug. The umami burger. Yes. Go, go eat a, any kind of hamburger. Just go eat yeah. a burger. Go, go have if a hamburger. Or a robot get a burger it. tonight. Burger tonight. Yeah. Gotta get a burger tonight. Actually, you almost just eat a veggie burger. Get your bun. Toast the bun a little bit. Put a little bit of butter on it because every burger is better with a bit of butter. And then put a little bit of Vegemite on it. It is excellent. Oh. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> You know yes, what? I'll, it is if I, 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 I can't I will stay anything because I haven't tasted Vegemite at all. I will try the Cadbury egg Vegemite thing, and if that is acceptable, <laughs> I will try this burger monster. Well, apparently Jimmy Kimmel at all. Tried, uh, apparently Jimmy Kimmel tried Vegemite recently. He had um, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he had uh, Hugh Jackman teach him how to how to eat it properly. <laughs> Yes. When I say a little bit of Vegemite, I really do mean a little bit. You just want to kind of ghost it over the bread there. No, you need an ice cream scoop. It is a very strong flavor. Thin- I actually than a hair on a badger's back. My entire body just shivered thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's that good. <laughs> Nelson's just shot his bolt over Vegemite. Ah. <laughs> uh. Alrighty then, folks. Well, thank you to Nelson, Omar, and Cherba. Thank you guys. It's been a great show, and we will see you guys next week on Acceptable Vices. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>